0: y'all doing? Come on, man. You guys need to do better than that. What's that? I ain't seen you guys for two weeks. How y'all doing? All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Right on. Hey, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Come on. Looks like we got the easy part done, right? (laughs) Happy Father's Day. That's the easy part, all right? Now, the hard part, the real part, is being that dad, right? Is being that father. I tell you what, this world would be so different if every one of us men decided to step up and be the dad that God called us to be, amen? That's world-changing right there, man. You can start right here. You can start right now, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me just pray, and we're going to get this party started. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you the glory, Lord God. So thankful for your word, Lord God. So thankful for this family, Lord God. And, uh, and Father, we're so thankful for, for these dads. And, uh, and Lord, these dads would not be dads if it were not for moms. So thank you for the moms. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you a question. We're going to get right up in this, man, because I think this is either going to be really long or really short. We'll find out, right? So, so so, so, let me ask you this question. You ready? Who or what is leading you to be you? And this is not just a message for the dads. This is for every one of us, all right? And so I want to ask you this question. You're like, what kind of question is that, all right? Why well, you got to be trying to make these riddles up and stuff like that? Who or what is leading you to be you, the person that you are? Let me put it in context you, all right? I'm I'm gonna put this in context. Let me ask you this question. I ask you this question every once in a while, and I want to challenge you right now to really think, why are you here right now? Why are you here? I mean, think about that for a minute. Why are you here right now? Is because somebody, you know, is gonna buy you lunch, all right? And <laughs> they say, if you come, I'll buy you lunch, all right? So are you driven by your gut, all right? Oh, why are you here right now? Why did you decide to come in here? You know what we're gonna do. We're just gonna blast Jesus, man, just from, from the, we're gonna shout out Christ and the resurrection, man. We ain't, we're not here to play games, all right? We're here to lift up the risen Savior, the only G who loves me. Amen. Come on, man. This is what we're here to do. Let me ask you this. Why are you here? Amen? Why are you here? Let me ask you this, man. Why do you do the things that you do? Why do you say the things that you say? Why do you make the choices that you make? Why do you behave the way that you behave and the decisions that you choose to make? Who or what is leading you to be you, all right? We're beginning a new series right now. It's called Centered, all right? And I want to challenge us, um, you know, to begin with right here is who is at the center of you? What is at the center of you? What is driving you? What is leading you? What is causing you to create the culture that is called you by your name, all right? What what, what is taking place in there? I want to challenge us to to figure this out. You know, I, I love this church. I love our church. I love our local body of believers, man, because you know what? We are a doing church, right? We are a boots on the ground, get in the trenches and get her done church, amen? All right, you guys are up for anything. And that's what I love about coming here and hanging out with y'all because you guys are ready to just do some crazy stuff, right? You know, you're not all about, let's just talk more about it. Let's have another meeting. You know what I mean? No, 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 man. You guys are all about getting in it and getting it done. But my question is why? Whoo, it just got hot in here. Is it hot or is it just me? All right, is it, you know, why? Is it because the world needs to be a better place? All right, because that's a poor answer. All right, the world does need to be a better place, right? We got that. But if that is the center, if that is what's driving you, that's not good enough. What causes you to get out there and get in the trenches? I got a question. All right, I'm gonna put this question up there. I want you to think about this question. Are you more motivated by what's randomly happening outside or by what is purposely taking place on the inside? Are you more motivated by what is randomly happening? I mean, random events are happening every day of the week, man. Craziness. We, we, you know, Father, we just we let, let let's, we need to pray for those people that got hit by the, that, that crazy person. Father, we just want to give you the praise. We just want to give you the glory, Lord God, and we want to lift up these people. And we want to pray for healing, Lord God, and and for restoration. But but above above all, that they know that you are the healer, Lord God. You are the restorer, Lord God. And we even pray for the person, Lord God, that caused all this mess, Lord God. That that Father, that you would reach into the depth of his soul, Lord God, and just remind him that you're the king, man, all right? You're the the, the king of all, Lord. We just give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And And so, you know, we have to challenge ourselves, all right? You know, are you more motivated? You know, the things have to happen in order to get you moving, or are you moving because things are happening on the inside of you? All right, because there is something inside of you. Let me ask you, where does the desire, where does the energy, where does the love to even, you know, get involved into the world, all right, into our community, into people's lives, where does it even come from, all right? If you're running on your own steam, I mean, it's challenge you, man, if you're trying to get, you know, get things done on your own steam, help out the world, change the world, make the world a better place, if you're trying to do all this on your own steam, man, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out, man. You know, if, if, you're, if you're doing it because of your own desire and because you just kind of feel the need to be a better human, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to get bored. And it's going to be hard to keep the pace. So my question continually, man, is, again, what is at the core of all your being? What is at the core of all your doing? I just realized, man, I have been two weeks since I preached with y'all, man, again. And I'm like here talking to y'all, man, I'm having a blast. All right? And so like, I just miss this. and miss you guys, man, and just talking about Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Anyways, um, who or what is leading you to be you? Now, too often we let the world around us. We let the world around us, man, uh, the craziness and the different things, even the good things around us, all right, to lead our emotions, um, to, to, to lead our decisions and our relationships and even our spiritual lives. Right, but I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I'm I'm real tired of, of allowing the things in the world to change the world in me. Right? I'm not I'm not I'm not down with that anymore. I'm just I'm just you know because it happens every once in a while. But I, but I want to I want to just kind of create an attitude that does not allow it to happen because you know I have to question the things, man. If if I'm being more motivated by what's outside and not what's inside, what happens to me when things spin out of control? You know, what I mean, how do I get a grasp? when things seem to just be spinning out of control, man? Where do I go? Where do I, where do I look for when, I, when, when, when I'm in need, man? When things are like, you know, when, when, when this is getting crazy. How many of you guys here are, are, are mad receipt keepers, keep receipts like crazy? Anybody? All right, you keep receipts. That's a good thing. Nobody wants to admit it. Oh, some of you are like, um, yeah, I do. That's a good thing. <laughs> Keeping receipts is pretty awesome, all right? Because how many times you make a purchase, all right, you buy something for a some, little bit more than you wanted to spend and then realize you don't need it, but you need the money more and you want to take it back to the store, right? And you're like, I really want to return this. And, but if you don't have a receipt and they ask you, oh, "What was your method of payment? And you say cash, what are they going to give you? In store credit, like I really need in store credit at Gertrude's House of Candles. All right, I don't, I don't, you're like, How much do you spend on candles? Don't worry about it, man. It's my life. Don't even worry about that. All right, so, 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 but I'm thinking, you know what, um, you know, I don't want in store credit, so I try to save receipts just in case I don't want this thing anymore. All right, because if I walk in or if I lose my receipt, all right, and, and you and you paid with your card, like your debit card. That's pretty cool, right? Because they say, would you pay with the card? You say, yes. I don't know why I do that when I said that. Would you pay with the card? All right. They say, they say yes, man. And, and so you give them the card. And they go, well, we'll just put it back on your card, right? I need that. To talk, you know, we'll give it back. I need to work on my postures, right? We'll give it back on your card, all right? And so thank you for that, all right? And we take that, and we have, and we have the money again, and we could use it, all right? And the card kind of saved the day because the method of payment All right, you know, was was reliable in their case, in in the way they're looking at it. I was talking to a homie of mine, a young homie that was in my youth group a while back, and and she was just telling me, man, that life for her was just started to spin out of control, it started to get real crazy for her. And she felt that she had lost her connection with Christ, that she had lost her connection with Jesus and that, and that, and that she didn't know how to get back to that place with Christ and, and, that, and, that, she, and that she lost him in all the spinning. All right, And then I asked her, I said, did you, have, did you have a receipt? And she was like, what? And I said, well, what, what method of payment did you use? And she's like, what are you talking about? I go, well, think about it. Because if your method of payment was, you know, going to church, all right, that's a poor method of payment. If your method of payment was, you know what, all my devotionals that I do and, you know, I, 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 right, that's a poor method of payment. If the method of payment was all your sacrifices, all right, uh, you know, or, or your, your good behavior, well, well that's, that's all a poor method of payment, but if your method of payment was the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, woo, that's the payment. We'll just put it right back on your card. No problem, right? Amen. Right? because that's the only payment, all right, that is continually transferable throughout eternity, amen? All right, all those other methods of payment, man, they ain't, not, there's no traction. That's, that's, that is the outcome of that first and only and the greatest only, uh, you know, sure method of payment, all right? His blood is the only payment that is redeemable. It is the only payment, all right, that is, that is sure. It is the only center. That we can count on. I almost said I was talking to the Apostle Peter and Paul earlier, but I wasn't. I was reading about the Apostle Peter and Paul. And I shared this a few nights ago you guys. I don't know if you guys ever check out the lesson on, uh, on our YouTube page. You need to check out our YouTube page. You subscribe, like our YouTube page. We're putting all kinds of cool stuff. we got so many uh, young leaders and teachers among you guys that are actually rising up, man, and sharing good stuff, man. You need to check it all out. But I was sharing the story where um, after the death, the burial, and the resurrection and the ascension of Christ, all right, the apostles were, uh, were, 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 they were you know, they had the grand opening of the church. Peter preaches killer message, all right, that's centered on the resurrection. And, uh, and then within the, those few, few, uh, first few days, um, pa, pa, uh, Peter and John were on their way to the temple. And again, think about this in the context of who or what is leading you to be you. Right, who or what is leading you to be you? We got that question? What is at the center of all your being and all your doing? What, is, what, what method of payment was used here, right? Because life is going to spin out of control. It's going to press, man. It's going to get crazy, and you're going to need to reach, and you, you shouldn't have to reach that far, all right, to the center, all right, that Christ has given in you. So these guys are on their way to the temple. And for a lot of people, they said so they were on their way to the temple. It was basically the spiritual epicenter um, in Jerusalem, all right? And uh, they were on their way to go pray. And see, for a lot of us, man, sometimes we, our, our center is, 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 is Sunday morning, Man, we're getting up, we're getting everybody ready, man, because you better, you know, we better not be late. You know what I mean? We're on our way to church. How many arguments, craziness does it get in the minivan on the way here? All right? I need to go to the bathroom, but there's no toilet paper. Well, there's toilet paper at church. Just get in the van. All right? And so let's go, right? Because this is our center. It's a poor center. It's a poor center. All right? And so, and so uh, you know, they're on their way to go pray. All right? And I would challenge you, man, that, 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 that prayer... It's in itself is a poor center. They were, they were on their way together, all right, to go pray. And they're having fellowship. Peter and John were on their way, man. They were brothers, man. And, and that is a good thing and it is an essential thing. But I would challenge you that it is a poor center, And when they were on their way there, there was a cat out front, right? And he was just kind of just begging for, for, for you know, he was he was he was crippled from birth, all right? And he would sit out there. People, his friends would take him and set him out there so he can get some cash during the day because you know when's the best time to ask people for cash? It's when they're on their way to worship the Lord. They're gonna feel all bad, all right, and stuff like that. Which is why we don't pass a plate around here. We just challenge you give money in the box, all right? Because you know God's telling you to do it. Anyways, um, so um, but, but um. They're on their way there, and the guy's got his cup out, right? And, uh, and, you know, because nothing belongs to you anyways. It all belongs to him, right? You're, you know, you're, like, getting ready to grab the keys. No, hold on. All right? And so <laughs> he, he's outside, and he's got, the, he's got his cup out. All right? And, and I imagine he doesn't even look at these guys. He just kind of just says his thing, you know, whatever line he has out there. And, and, and Peter uh, says, hey, man, look at me. He tells the dude to look at him, and the dude looks at him. And he goes, basically, he says, silver and gold, I don't got. In other words, you know, riches and and, money and stuff like that. That's not my center. That's a poor center. He says, but what I do have, what is my center, what I have as a center, I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus Christ. All right? He says, in the name of Jesus Christ, not the dead Jesus, the risen Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he grabs the dude by his hand and tells him, get up. And I got to imagine man if you were there and you knew this dude and you'd see this guy saying, "Hey, look at me. Get up." All right? You would think this guy's cruel, but the guy gets up. And his bones get together, man, and he starts moonwalking into the dang, uh, you know, temple with Peter and John. Now, for some of us, man, just that activation of spiritual awareness, that activation of spiritual power, for a lot of times, we feel like that's a good center. That's our center. We want to see God move. Yes, we do want to see God move. But if that's, if that's your center, that's a poor center. Just seeing miracles happen is a poor center. See, all of these things are outcomes from the actual center that Peter and John are relying on. And But but then what happens, the crowd gathers. A whole bunch of people say, dude, did you check that out? That cat's walking, man. Let's go check him out. Let's see what's happening. And Peter, and they kind of rush Peter and John. And he says, man, why why are you looking at us? Like, we're the ones who did this. Like, we have the power to do this kind of stuff. Or we care deeply enough about humanity to be doing these things. That power is not our center. That, That caring is not our center. He says, but I will share my center with you. And he says in verse three, th- this story takes place in Acts chapter three and four, <clears throat> and Peter is telling these guys, "Look at man, this is by Christ." Actually, Acts chapter three, verse fifteen. Well, right before that, he says, "This is not by us; is by the name of Jesus Christ." All right, the one you guys denied before Pontius Pilate. Look at verse 15. This is a huge verse right here. You need to check this out. And you killed the author of life, the originator of life, as if you could. But you guys killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. So a lot of good it did you guys to kill him, right? <laughs> and to this, we're all witnesses. Witnesses. He says, man, coming to the temple, that's not my center. Fellowship is not my center. Even prayer, that's not my center. Doing good deeds, that's not my center. Seeing miracles happen, that's not my center, all right? You know, having the crowds gather, that's yeah, intoxicating, but that's not my center. My center is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's from that center that any of this stuff matters. He says, that is my center, amen? Amen. He it says, it's by him and faith in his name that this cat right here is walking. What's crazy is the officials, all right, thought they'd come and just kind of barge in and say, whose authority are you guys doing this on, right? And they're going to kind of come, come and harass them. And they arrested them. And they took them, all right? And now things are getting crazy. All right Now, I was going to ask, has anybody here been arrested? But I ain't going to put you on blast like that. <laughs> anybody here been arrested? Put your hand up, all right? That's crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing how quickly prayer enters the police car <laughs> when, you know, things like that happen, right? All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm on my center. I'm re-centered, all right, you know? Uh, you know? Um, I'm sorry, I mean it. Um, you know, and, and then they arrest them. Now, now, no, 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 there were no crowds. None of the other apostles, there were just those two. At any moment that they could have denied that center just for a minute, just to kind of so they didn't get smacked around and you know, whatever, that would have been the time. Hey, Pete, man, can you kind of keep it down a little bit? John could have said, You know, brother, you got a pretty big mouth, and I know you're really about, I'm about this too. Remember, he loved me more and he loved all you guys, anyways. John was saying, You know what I mean? And Peter's like, You know, check this out, yeah, but he had me doing more stuff. You know what I mean? But, you know, we'll, can we just keep it down, you know what I mean, a little bit? Can we just keep it on this download today, man? Because these guys, man, they got sticks and everything. You know what I mean? They're going to get crazy. They could have, but you see their center was so centered and so large within them that nothing in the world mattered to them besides the center, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the testimony of the resurrection, nothing mattered more, man. And so when they were confronted by their new girlfriend, when they were confronted by their employer, when they were confronted But do you really believe in that T-shirt you're wearing? When they were confronted by their family that they hadn't seen for a while but wondering why they go to church. When they were confronted, all right, their center did not get quenched. As a matter of fact, it expanded and it blew up the room. And it's shared, and he shared, man. You know what? Peter says this. He says, you know what? He says, let it be known in verse, chapter 4, verse 10. Let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, the center, all right? By him, this man is standing before you. Well, <laughs> Peter said, this is my center right here. Amen. I ain't ashamed. I'm not afraid. I'm not being walking around arrogant and just blowing it all up on people who ain't even trying to hear it. But I am not going to deny my center. You see, when, when the temple is your center, when the, when, when the church service is your center, well, you just you know, don't need to go to church, and then you ain't centered. Prayer, you decide, no, I'm not going to pray, and then you ain't centered. I don't want to hang out with Christians today because they're always challenging me. I mean, I don't want to be centered. There are no crowds. There are no miracles. I'm not seeing miracles today. I haven't seen a miracle in how long now. You know what I mean? I'm not centered. That's why these are all poor centers. But when the death, the burial, the resurrection, the testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ is your center, that never changes It's not dependent on attendance. It's not dependent on fellowship. It's not dependent on anything that you do because it is already done. You understand? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What about you? You see, Peter's center was was the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ What about you? Who, who, where's my question? Right, who or what is leading you to be you? Who or what is leading you to be you? What is at the center of you? See, I got these these welding gloves, right? And when I put these welding gloves on, I become the best welder on the planet. Did you guys know that? That is untrue. (laughs) Welding gloves do not make me a great welder. I wish they did because I really want to be a good welder. All right? But when I put these gloves on, the only thing that matters is the hands that are in the gloves to create the artwork and the skill that is necessary to carry out those those duties, right? Welding. Welding. I want to be a good welder. Well, learn how to weld and put your hands in the gloves, right? It all depends on whose hands are in the gloves, amen? I mean, if I came over to your house and you need some things welded, and you say, I got these gloves, you'd be like, maybe he knows what he's doing, right? Maybe. Well, let me challenge you to this. Say you're not feeling well. All right? And uh, I got these gloves right here. I can fix it. I got a knife. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just tell me where it hurts. (laughs) I got this. (laughs) You're going to be like, no way. (laughs) Right? Because these gloves, it don't matter, man. It's all about what's in, whose hands are in the gloves, the skill that is accompanying the gloves, the skill that is leading the gloves, right? I got, I, got, I got these gloves right here. These are my favorite gloves right here, all right? These actually I know how to use quite well. They're my mechanic's gloves. I put these little gloves on when I'm working on stuff. You're like, dude, man, I'm a mechanic, why do you wear gloves? I don't want to get my fingernails all greasy, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and when I go in the house and touch stuff with grease on it, Debbie gets really angry, upset and stuff. And so I put these on, and I work on stuff. I actually kind of know what I'm doing. I got some good hands going into these gloves. These gloves right here are my favorite. Anybody guess what I do with these gloves right here? (laughs) Ride my motorcycle. Check this out. If you've never ridden a motorcycle in your life, and I said, man, just put these gloves on. Take that bike for a ride. Take it down to Phoenix. Go ahead. (laughs) As long as you got these gloves, you're golden, right? (laughs) It ain't going to happen, right? You're like, no way. Really? I've seen somebody do that, and it was not very pretty, all right? I love these gloves right here. You guys know what these are, right? If I just swung these around. Ain't nobody going to mess with me in town, right? Shoot. I got these gloves right here. You know what these means? I knock fools out. Now what? All right? No. <laughs> it don't mean nothing. All right? Well, whoa, 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 okay. Well, what about, what about, man? You know what? It's Father's Day, man. You know what? Check this out, man. I am a dad. I've had a kid. All right? I know how to be. That don't mean nothing. All right? It don't mean nothing. You got the gloves. It all depends on whose hands are in the gloves. Amen? The same goes for moms. I got you guys the cool gloves. Got little straps on them because you don't want them falling off and stuff like that. I watched you moms, man, in your relationship with Christ. You don't want to let go, man, so you just strap them in. Amen? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Notice I gave dad loose gloves. I'm a dad, I know, come on. The glove, you see, only works as well as the hand that operates it and uses it, amen. And And so without the hand in the center of the glove, the life, which is the glove, is worthless, aimless, not really recognizing direction. And when things get crazy, it looks towards the center and unsure of what's in there. When things get bad. See, my life is a glove. That's why I look at it, right? And like we just heard, the author of life is the only one worthy to wear that glove. We just saw, called the author of life, Jesus. Jesus. He's the only one worthy to wear the glove. Are you, are you, are you tracking with me here? So I got to ask you, man, are you living outside in? Is, is, is life outside the glove, all right? Are you living outside in? And whatever is happening outside is determining what's going on inside. Or are you living inside out? And whatever's Taking place on the inside is purposely leading you forward in the direction that God will lead you. How are you living? Is the glove telling the hand what to do or is the hand leading the glove to life? Whose hand is in your glove? And are you paying attention? Hopefully, you'll never look at gloves the same way again. When I began talking about this, when I be ta- began talking about centering and, 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 and the inner life and that inner person, that inner man and that inner woman, years ago, man, uh, you know, people were, were questioning. and People were caught off guard. And it was like, you know, they were, they were just kind of confused by the conversation because it's not something that we constantly pay attention to. And people were questioning whether or not they even have a center or what is an inner life. And it kind of reminds me of that. You ever see the movie, Bro, Brother, Where Art Thou? Anybody ever seen it? One of the greatest movies on the planet, all right? And they pick up Tommy at the crossroads, right? And they pick him up and he's got his guitar and they ask, hey, Tommy, what you doing at that there crossroads? He said, well, I had, I had to meet the devil there selling my soul so I could play this guitar real well. And they said, oh, Tommy, for that you sold your ever-loving soul. He said, well, I wasn't using it. (laughs) And so many people don't really realize, you know, what's going on on the inside. They don't know if they're using what's on the inside because we're not allowing, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. Recentering and centering our life. You know, we constantly have multiple centers. You know, today my center is just being a good dad. Tomorrow my center is going to be a good person at work. The next day my center is going to, you know, we're just constantly changing. And so I want us to challenge this next, this, these next few weeks in this series to really challenge what is at the core of you, who and what is leading you to be you. You see, because that outside life, that's, that's easy. All right, that seen and heard life, that's easy because it's measurable, it's manageable. But the inner life, well, that takes work. That takes attention. That's that spiritual world. That's where our choices, that's where our values, that's where our decisions, our convictions come from that inside person. Who is leading you to be you? Are you allowing that inner person, that that spiritual life, to waste away? What if you? What if? What if you and I? What if we decided to do that? We're just going to focus on bringing everything to that one central point every day. That that one thing, every everything, man, to that one central point—the redemption of Jesus Christ. What if we did that? I believe if the, if the central point, the most powerful influence in your life is the redemption of Christ, then every aspect of your life, every area of your life will bear fruit for Christ and will be honored because of him, your marriage, your parenting, your work, your relationships, every good thing. It doesn't mean that everything is going to go great and just, you know, I almost said just peachy. I don't even know what that means. I like peaches. Maybe that's what it means. Uh, But I think it's important for us. What, What if we did that? I'm like, why, why is this even important to think about? I mean, well, why, why do we have to talk about it again? Isn't we talk about this a lot? Yeah, and we're going to keep talking about it until Jesus comes back, and then we're going to talk about it with him. Praise the Lord, amen? All right. <laughs> but I think it's important because life is going to press in. It just does. And for some of you right now, life is pressing in really, really hard. And sometimes it's going to feel like our life is maybe even in a vice, you know what is where you just kind of clamp something down and like it's being tighter and driven tighter and tighter. And maybe, you know, it's, it's, you know we're, we're feeling like just we're being pressed so hard and we don't know what we're going to do because we do not sure of our center and what's on the inside, all right? And so we've, we feel like we're either going to explode from the pressure or we're just going to be crushed because we don't know how not to be crushed because our center is missing. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. We're going to blow this up next week, but check this out. It says this, but, but we have this treasure, this treasure of this redemption story of Jesus Christ in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. It's his power in that, that they're trying to clamp on. We're afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Amen. Praise the Lord. Who or what is leading you to be you? Amen. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Right on. I want to challenge you to do something. And I personally put this to the test this week. Spent a few days Doing what I want to ask you to do. I want you to center and I want you to recenter your life. You're like, how am I gonna do that? I'm gonna give you something real, real practical. Everybody here knows how to tell time, right? Alright, very good. How many of you guys got timers on your phone? Anybody got timers on your phone? Little timers and stuff like that. You said timers. I want to challenge you to take every hour, of every hour for one minute to recenter. Every hour, take one minute, every hour. And I would challenge you every hour on the hour. What I did is I just, I got my phone and I set a timer for one hour. And every time it would, it would hit, all right, I would take one minute to, to center my life in Christ, no matter where I was. I'm not talking about taking the carpet out and just facing towards the east and doing, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking about just, just recentering on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, your life no matter where you're at it's crazy how how this how this shows up i mean last week i was doing it you know uh, for a few days cuz i wanted to just put this to the test before i talked to you about it. And, it and it sounds kind of simple but it's really not but it is amazing in its effect when i would take 1 minute because it seemed like my I, my alarm would go off i had a little alarm go off every time it was time for you know to just try to recenter and it would go off at the most <laughs> perfect time, according to God's schedule, not mine, all right? <laughs> because I was just getting mad about something. I was just thinking about, you know, ah, you know what I mean? Craziness or whatever. And and God would just call me to reset. And I would take that minute. I'd step back a minute. And I didn't have to do anything, you know, ultra like religious and, you know, ritualistic or nothing like that. Just in my heart, I just started to remember And and, and I'll give you three things to do in that moment, just in case. And it's a prayer that I'm actually, you can pray for me on this. I'm actually trying to write a book about this prayer, right? It's a simple prayer, all right? Three aspects to this prayer. But I I, I try not to just, I don't wanna give you something to repeat over and over again because then it just becomes something you're repeating rather than something that's just genuinely coming from your heart for the need of the moment. But, but take, take, your, take your phone or, or your timer or just look at the clock every once in a while and just remind yourself every hour, I'm gonna take one minute and just kind of recenter my life in the cross, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The three things that might help is, number one, maybe say thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus for saving my life. And I I thank Him for the cross in a way that it's like if I was hanging over the the, the cliff of like a huge 500-foot cliff or whatever, and I started to fall and somebody grabbed me, the kind of thanks that I would give that person is the kind of thank you. I wanna challenge you to just thank you for the cross. And then as I step back, that cliff, and I thank him for saving me from that peril. I tell the Lord, I'm yours. I'm all yours, man. In that situation, that, that, that timer goes off, or in that moment, you know, <clears throat> you're at work and you realize what the, it's on the hour, all right, you know what, and you're getting ready to, to, to talk to a co worker, you're getting ready to go into a meeting, you're getting ready to do this job, you know, and you're reminding yourself that, you know what, I'm here because of you. I'm yours. Everything I do. Is for you, thank you for the cross. I'm yours, and then finally, help me see the way you see. Help me see the way you see. I'm just the glove, man. You're the hand, you're leading the way. I'm all yours. Thank you so much for filling this life with your life. Lead me to see the way you see. How many of you here are really willing, not to raise your hand, but think about how you're really willing to give him a minute, 60 seconds. It might go a little shorter, it might go a little bit longer, whatever the case may be. Out of every hour of the day. Maybe... Just pick one day, maybe Monday. Maybe just wake up and set your alarm to do that. Some of you are going to start when you leave here and rock and roll, knock it out. Some of you might go Monday and thought, think, you know, I want to do that again. And then now it's a habit. As I look at, not not I hate to use the word habit here because I want to create a habit. I know habit, you can use that you know uh, in, in a positive sense, but. I just want it to be just this, this life, lifestyle for me. if I look at the clock, and it's on the hour, So I want to do. I remind myself to recenter. We're going to talk about this for the next few weeks. Come and check it out, because I want to challenge you, man, you know, to just recenter and challenge the way that you think, challenge the way that you act, challenge the way that you speak, live, work, all right? And does it come from that central point? Who or what is leading you to be you? Praise the Lord, amen.